Welcome back to Opera Offstage. I'm Jesse, And I'm Michelle. And today we are going to talk all about traveling better and cheaper. So as we're headed into summer, more people are heading out to auditions. And now that COVID is lifting, we are all able to go visit family and friends. So it's a very excited time. So today we are sharing different ways that you can travel better and cheaper. We're going to walk you through the planning phase, everything from thinking about booking flights as far in advance as possible, what to do and how to pack. We go into detail on kind of a musician's guide on what you need to bring with you to these auditions. We give you a quick rundown about airlines, kind of pros and cons, some ways to save money, a little bit about travel credit cards, and uh, pretty much everything you need to know to have an enjoyable flight. Now that things have opened up a little bit again, we're expecting to probably do some more auditions in person this year, which means that we all have to navigate everyone's favorite place, the airport. <laughs> yes, baby. We love the airport, except really don't because it freaking sucks. <laughs> the airport honestly has such bad vibes. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's palpable the second you walk into LAX that you are in a place of misery and sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> truly, though, LAX is like one of the worst airports to get in and out of. Truly really so bad but like uh, your best experience at the airport is like your worst experience anywhere else that is 100 percent true like everyone around you is anxious stressed like there's always that person who's like a first-time flyer who's literally losing their mind the man spreading the like person who always leaves their window open on a night flight like just the list goes on and on truly like you come through an airport and you're like well i wasn't actively harassed so today was great also (laughs) i've never waited in a longer line than at either like a coffee place or like a fast food place within an airport like aren't you people supposed to be sitting at your gate like why how are you all these people in this line how are you all that's me that's me every day at my restaurant in the airport and i'm like surely some of you ate at home (laughs) surely some of you should be did did all of you decide you (laughs) oh trust me there are people who order and then they're immediately like hey my flight's boarding and i'm like why would you order food dear god what are you doing but we will get into all of that but but airports are truly like a risky place even if you spend all of your time there like this morning okay i have worked at this airport for a while now and i go up and we have to go through security because you know (laughs) we work in the airport so we still have to have our bags checked and everything before we go to our job and i get in line for security to show them my security badge and he goes this isn't the line for employees Now, mind you, I've always gone through this line. There is a sign at the beginning that says employee line. I was like, oh. (laughs) And so I was like, "Okay, where should I go? He's like, you have to go over there and go into this line that's for like pre-check. And I was like, "Okay." I was like, you know, it says employee on the sign, though, right? And (laughs) and I was like, "Okay." like, I'm not going to actively fight this TSA agent because he's a TSA agent. So I just go into the other line and then the TSA agent from the other side goes, oh, man, no, that is the employee line. I was like, what? This is what I just told him, right? And then both of them are rude to me. No one apologizes for the fact that I've sat there for like three minutes being like, this is the employee line, I promise you. Like, I've been here forever. And then the other guy's like, yeah, show me your badge. And like, I I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything wrong. I was in the right line. (laughs) Man really was just like a not today. And they both act like I'm actively inconveniencing them. I'm not. I'm trying to go to work. I've never been so mad. Normally, my little t- like normally the TSA agents are super friendly at my airport, but that day I was like, "What did I do? I didn't even do anything wrong. I'm just going to work." Which is to say that like travel is stressful, and airports and airlines, and even going by car can be a really stressful experience. So we are here to give you some good advice so that you can travel more safely, more easily, and less stressfully. Okay, but I have <laughs> but I, I just- have. I have one side tangent before we get into the meat of this episode, so I'm so sorry for everyone who's listening. But speaking of going through the security line, there is not a place in this world, I'm convinced, that people like just absolutely lose all brain function than when you're going through security. It's like people act like they've never taken their shoes off before. Like they don't know how to take their computer out of their backpack and put it in a tray it is shocking to me the things that you observe the people in front of you are always the lamest humans alive and you're like guys these are regular functions we do every single day it drives it's just it's the twilight zone 
that one person wearing like 30 pieces of jewelry and lace-up boots at the airport where yeah. they know they're going to have to take them all off. Yeah, and guys constantly forget their belt. They get in line and then the guy's like, yo, your belt. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It just drives me crazy. Yeah, just dress oh appropriately God. for security. Yeah, I actually, I have a clear backpack that I use because I go through security so often so that if any, if I do leave anything in there, they can immediately see it. But I would say 90% of the time if my bag gets like searched, it's because I have a lot of change from tips in a little bag and they're like suspicious. <laughs> These quarters, ma'am, are super suspicious. <laughs> she got that coin. But let's go ahead and jump in. <laughs> to our episode so first of all obviously the cheapest way to travel is always always going to be driving and carpooling with friends it's just always going to be easier so if you have the option to drive and carpool i would absolutely take it the only thing you got to do is make sure you trust your friends a to be on time and to you know pay you back because you're going to be splitting expenses probably between like gas and food and hotel or staying with friends or family so just make sure you know what everyone is paying for in advance just so that you're in the clear because sometimes that can you know everyone's had a bad road trip ruin a friendship (laughs) oof yeah that's pretty rough yeah yeah make sure you like the people you carpool with But in this planning phase, like the other thing that's important, if you do realize that you're going to have to fly or that flying is your best option, try and book flights and your hotels as far in advance as possible. Obviously, that makes it cheaper. Not everyone has that option. We've all been in a position where a yap has been like, hey, you're invited to audition next week. Happens (laughs) all the time. Absolutely. And when searching for plane tickets, it's really important to do all of your searches using a private tab. Website cookies you know, on Google and airline websites will upcharge you and show you like more expensive options if they see that you are checking frequently on plane tickets. And obviously booking a month, you know, within a month of your travel date will be more expensive. So whenever you have the option and are looking for the cheapest prices, I would definitely suggest using a private tab. And I would also say that book early flights if you can. This is one of the things I see in the airport all the time. But people are much less stressed about delays in the morning than they are in the evening, obviously. Because if your flight gets delayed or gets canceled, there is just much more of a chance to be booked on a later flight if you are flying early in the morning. So even if you're not a morning person, just (laughs) set those alarms, chug some coffee at home before you come. But I would say being at the airport earlier in the morning is always going to be easier on you than being there in the evening and then getting your flight canceled. Totally. To be honest, I'm a big fan of the red eye flights. And I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but man, oh man, when you, especially when you're traveling from coast to coast, especially like from the West Coast to the East Coast or abroad, like you just gain so much time that basically like anytime you travel, it's just, you know, a six hour flight and then also a three hour difference and you lose an entire day. So if it makes more sense for you to do a red eye flight, that's also a really good option. Oh, yeah, that's true. If you're flying West Coast to East Coast, especially, you're right. It makes sense to do a red eye every once in a while. And honestly, once you've slept on a plane once, you can master the art form. Here's the other thing. If you do not have a direct flight, if you end up with connecting flights, everyone would like to believe that like you could get as close to a nonstop as possible. But you really do want an hour or two layover in whatever city you're going to in case your flight is delayed. At minimum, you want an hour or two in order for you to get across the airport to your other plane. Because some of these airports are their own tiny cities. I remember, like, sprinting through Atlanta (laughs) once for an international flight connection. Same with Dulles. I had to take, like, a plane, a bus to get to the other concourse. So you really do want some time on these layovers. And you need to check with your airlines and see what happens if they do delay one of your flights Is there an associated fee if you have to rebook? You know, will they find you a hotel if you get stuck in one of these cities overnight? Like, those are things, like, nobody likes a worst-case scenario, but you definitely, definitely want to know. Because I got to tell you, I've I've seen it happen, and most of the time people end up paying for their own hotels, which sucks. I can't, I, I avoid connecting flights at all costs, if absolutely possible. Yeah. They are so, so stressful, and there is, there's, (laughs) I just feel like something... Even if some, nothing goes wrong, the stress of something going wrong, dear God. Getting stuck in the city you didn't intend to be in is definitely one of the worst case scenarios, but it does happen all the time. I mean, here's the thing. Because I work at a bar in the airport, I often see people in worst case scenarios. Yeah. Because they have come to drink in an airport. Yeah. 
<laughs> so they're pretty much either celebrating or something has gone terribly wrong. So really, really well and truly, like, do know what will happen with your airline if something gets canceled or a flight is overbooked or you get stuck on your connection because it does happen every single day. As far as, like, where you stay when you get to the city that you're going to, though, if you can stay with friends and family, do. I feel like that feels obvious, but a lot of us don't like to inconvenience our friends. But I got to tell you, it's just it's just the most financially reasonable option. And most friends are usually okay with it because, you know, this is what we do. We all house people. We all stay with other people. So don't be afraid to ask your friends if, like, you could spend the night on their couch before an audition. Totally. And definitely try to combine auditions if possible. And as it relates to plane tickets, plane tickets are usually cheaper if you book it for seven plus days because it kind of exits or enters into like that post business trip time frame. And if you have flexibility in your schedule, you may actually be able to save a good amount of money. This tactic is definitely best if you are staying with friends and family so that you don't spend the money that you would have on a shorter trip on like a hotel or something like that. But if you have to do competition or an audition where you're going to Europe or somewhere farther and you should stay there for a little bit longer, booking for seven plus days usually is cheaper. Oh my gosh. But you know what else was nice? I remember I had an audition in New York and right before it, I went out to lunch with friends and I was so relaxed going into that audition because I had some time with friends before it. So it's also nice to just see people when you're in any given city. So try to give yourself that time if you can, because I found that that's also just very relaxing and grounding to see somebody you know before you go into a stressful situation like that. Totally. And probably in the planning phase, one of the biggest things is to just pack lightly. Because honestly, for most quick audition trips, a solid carry-on and a sizable backpack or bag are all you need to make it through a weekend. And you don't want to be lugging around a checked bag if you don't need to. And the other thing is if you have all of your important stuff in the checked bag and the checked bag gets lost, like, goodbye. (laughs) Game over. Yeah. You really don't want to be checking anything important. And for these trips, you're packing usually so lightly that everything's kind of important. So really, it's best to do a carry-on and try try to avoid gate checking if you can. Although I will say this, if you gate check, the chance of your bag getting lost is pretty much null. So you're fine. Yeah. But also, if you are flying on cheaper airlines like Spirit who charge for carry-ons, you can also get these little under-the-seat roller bags. You can get little personal bags that are made to fit underneath the seat in front of you so that you're not paying that carry-on fee. They are more than enough if you're just going to be there for a day or two. Trust me, I have one. I love it. It's very handy. But yeah, I I mean, I do most of these trips with just a backpack. Some of them I don't even bring a carry-on because it's not always necessary. But pack as lightly as possible. The only thing you're going to do with overpacking is you're going to put a lot of weight on your shoulders, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the other thing is when you're in the planning stages, really consider whether or not you're going to need to rent a car once you land. Especially when you're doing like a ton of university and undergrad auditions. Sometimes you can kind of road trip in between schools that are close and it makes more sense to just get a car once you land. Definitely reserve online to save time especially if you're auditioning the day you land. And also, you usually need to be 25 to rent in most states. And here's here's something I learned the hard way, which maybe this is public common knowledge, but I had never rented a car before, so I just didn't know. But when you go to rent a car, you should definitely bring a credit card because if you try to put it on a debit card, they charge you way more money as a holding fee than if you use a credit card. So... I can't remember the exact amount, but it was something like it was like a five hundred or six hundred dollar holding fee. And I was like, what? That's crazy. So bring your credit card because then they won't charge you. Yeah. And I would say most of the time, don't rent a car at all if you can avoid it. See what kind of public transport they have. Like we said, Lyft and Uber may be a little more expensive right now. But hopefully by the time a lot of us are doing auditions, it'll be a little bit more lax. But I would say Lyft, Uber, and Taxi are going to be a lot easier. I will also say that kind of as a result of the pandemic, Uber and Lyft and other similar rideshare apps don't have as many drivers driving around airports. That shoots up the cost. I know at least for LAX right now, and even when I've flown out of Boston, it's a steep fee. So if you have a friend that can take you to the airport, that's going to save you quite a bit of cash. Um, But if that friend has to take you to LAX, like, best of luck. (laughs) Then basically you're getting married. (laughs) (laughs) That that person is now, legally speaking, they own half your property. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. A debt that can never be repaid, honestly, unless you then, you know, in exchange, drive them to LAX and then you're even. The unspoken deal. <laughs> plan ahead and plan for error. Plan that it might take 15 minutes to get an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi. Just give yourself that space and time because that little bit of extra planning in between will make everything so much easier on you. Trust me. It's just like the whole thing that we mentioned earlier about going through security at the airport. Just that little bit of extra planning of making sure your laptop's in the front of your bag and that your toiletries are in the front of your bag will save you a lot of time and a lot of stress in the moment. So, and let's actually get into our our packing list for what you should be bringing with you on these little short trips. So number one, bring at least two copies of your music. <laughs> Always, always, always. Something might happen. You might spill water while you're looking over it. Whatever it is, you're going to want to have two copies that are both marked for your accompanist. Yes, key. And a, a media backup. Keep an online PDF of these in like a Google Drive or something that's accessible to you in case anything well and truly goes wrong. Your music gets lost. Your music spontaneously combusts. Doesn't matter. Make sure you have an online copy just to be safe and make sure all of your stuff is tabbed and ready to go so that you're not thinking about it right before the audition of like, oh, I need to organize this for my for my pianist. I would go so far as to even maybe say, in addition to keeping it on Google Drive, of having like the PDFs like saved, if you have an iPhone, like in files. Yeah, just in case you don't have access to the internet. Exactly. Yeah. And also most hotels have like a business center where you can go print things if you have to. And obviously, you're also going to be bringing probably a headshot and resume. So bring at least two copies of those. Usually, I just bring a thing that's full of them because they don't take up much space. And try and use a waterproof envelope for reasons that I feel are obvious. If you are klutzy as I am, and I have spilled many things on myself. I've spilled many things. Uh, Today, I knocked an entire bottle of liquor off the bar, and I was lucky it didn't break. If you're a klutz like me, put things in waterproof (laughs) bags and waterproof envelopes amazing i truly it made the loudest possible sound like everyone at the bar looked over and i was like we're good (laughs) i am lucky i am cute (laughs) Uh, let's get into a little bit more about um clothing and shoes when you're packing definitely focus on fabrics that do not wrinkle oh probably at some point in time you've owned a ralph Lauren dress that just refuses to wrinkle we love them we love her get me those synthetics yeah anything that's like very chiffony just know that if that's the thing that you decide to wear which is totally fine in summer that you're probably gonna have to iron it i will also say that it may not be a bad idea to bring a backup outfit just in case of a wardrobe catastrophe. And please listen to our performance disasters episode if you need plenty of examples. Oh my gosh. That entire episode gives me stress. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, bringing a backup outfit, especially because once again, things get snagged on zippers. Things get, you know, an unexpected rip. Things don't fit the way we thought they would. Always good to just have a little spare if you can. The other thing that I would say for... For anyone who's going to wear tights for their audition, I recommend bringing dancer's tights. They do not rip as easily. Or if you're also like me and you just know your tights are going to rip no matter what, go buy $1 ones at the drugstore when you get there. I've also done that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I think it's not even worth traveling with them sometimes because they rip so easily. But dancer's tights do hold up really, really well for a while at least. And for our suit wearers, I would say definitely travel with your clothing, obviously, in a suit bag if you can. That it's going to keep them as wrinkle-free as you can, rather than just having them, I was going to say, free-flowing in your suitcase. But I I think keeping them in a suit bag uh, does help. Sorry, side tangent. I hate having to wear tights at auditions, and I've gone to that point in my life where I have chosen that as my thing to rebel against, because I don't understand why we pretend that like legs are supposed to look any different than they normally do without tights it drives me crazy i've never guessed the correct color for my tights they are either like pasty white or like way too dark but they simply do not make tights that are the color of my legs it's so frustrating Uh, i i agree with you the idea that like tights are a super outdated idea I do use them because, as as mentioned earlier, I am a huge klutz, and so my legs are sometimes covered in bruises because I keep hitting things with my shins. <laughs> so, are they outdated and honestly a little sexist as like a as a requirement? Absolutely. Do I use them to cover up the fact that I am a massive klutz? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, fair, I do. Fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as a requirement, they're a little silly. Yeah. Another probably obvious tip is um, to anybody who's going to be wearing makeup to their audition, moisturizer and chapstick, especially during winter, are your best friend. Oh. Um, it's nothing is more annoying than when the plane just dries your skin out and you are hella crusty and then makeup application is unnecessarily difficult. So save yourself the stress, pack that moisturizer, kick it on before the plane and after and you should be golden and i may or may not be speaking about myself because this is every single time i have to fly anywhere during the winter (laughs) just skin crusty and dusty the other thing you obviously want to bring with you is any hair tools or gels or things that you need personally always just bring a straightener because my curly hair does not (laughs) does not always work out so usually what i'll do is i'll shower and i'll let my hair dry and if the curls look nice i leave them and then if they don't i just straighten my whole head (laughs) Straighten all of it. Straighten myself out. I straightened my entire brain into a flat piece of paper. (laughs) Truly, that's how I felt. Saying that out loud and I was like, I'm not going back for it. Um, Yes, I personally really enjoy the straighteners that you can use to also curl your hair. Basically because whether I'm wearing straight hair or curled hair totally depends on the humidity of wherever I'm going. And I like the fact that I can do either if I have that kind of tool. And then it also saves you from having to carry a straightener and a curling iron. So Another thing I would 1 billion percent suggest you bring is a portable battery. Phone batteries running out when you are in a city that you don't know is the worst thing because you do not have a map, you do not have access to Uber. And number one thing is like when you are buying a portable battery, check and make sure how many charges you'll get off of it because some of them are made for single use. So some of them, like a fully charged one, will just give you one full battery. I think the one I have now has like five full phone charges in it. Oh, dang. They're super handy. They're great to have on a hand. Make sure that you... Yeah, mine's like a survival one. <laughs> Jessie's ready to go into the woods for her audition and come back. I'm ready. I'm ready to be stuck on that plane for days. Um <laughs> No, but it also means that I don't have to recharge it as much because the other thing that people forget to do is charge their portable battery. So make sure you charge it because otherwise it's useless. But bringing a portable battery with you is super, super helpful. The other thing you obviously want to make sure you bring are your chargers and your cords. I can't tell you how many people come into the airport and they're like, hey, do you have a charger I can borrow? Which I, if I, if I can let you use it, I will. But obviously I don't always have it on me. But triple check that you have your chargers and cords before you go because it's very expensive to buy them in the airport and it's super annoying to have a a dead phone. You can also rent them now in the airport though, which is not nearly as bad and is a lot cheaper than having to buy them so that you can just kind of wait until your destination. So it's definitely gotten better. Yeah. Another good thing, especially for our singers, is pack a reusable water bottle. You want to stay hydrated and you definitely do not want to pay $5 every time you need a water bottle. So do yourself a favor. It is three twenty-seven to get a regular, normal, like cheap, cheap water bottle at my restaurant, and I think it's like five something to get like a Fiji water bottle. Ooh. It's not worth it. Just get a reusable water bottle and go to one of the refilling stations. Okay, I have a side story. Okay, you know how when you're going through security and you obviously cannot have your water bottle full. Ooh, did you chug an entire water bottle in the security line? No, I haven't. But dang, I have. (laughs) I'm sure. But no, I had a lady in front of me who like, I I don't think she spoke English. Mm -hmm. So I'm not entirely sure she totally understood what the like TSA man, the security guy was trying to tell her. But he was basically like, you need to to dump it. And he was like pointing to the trash can and she unscrewed her water bottle and poured it directly on the ground. (gasps) And the TSA guy was like, oh. And she was like, <sighs> and she also looked shocked that she did that. Like, as if suddenly her spirit had left her body and her body had just <laughs> taken over and decided to do that. And so she like quickly puts it back up. And I was like shocked. <laughs> I've never seen something so bewildering. I <laughs> it was just like, love I think the ultimate I love the fart. energy of like, <laughs> I, I know you said she looked shocked, but I just love the idea of like looking the TSA directly in the eye and dumping your water. It was shocking. She literally dumped like most of a full water bottle on the ground and everybody was just like, ma'am? 
Yeah, just wild. like dump it outside. Was- Don't dump like dump it in the trash can like if they ask you to, but try not to dump it in the garbage can because that's kind of cruel to the people who have to carry that garbage later. Nobody likes to carry a leaky garbage bag. So if you can like dump it in a plant or something outside, do. Yeah. Totally. Just saying, like, be be kind to your poor people who have to carry that garbage. <laughs> nobody nobody likes to do that. Um, but yeah, make sure it's empty when you get to the airport. I, I this is another little one that like is very specific, but I think is worth it. A little portable steamer. I got mine on Amazon a long time ago. It's probably the size of like a water bottle, uh, and I bring it with me when I travel for these auditions so I can steam my clothing in case there are any wrinkles. And it's just like a peace of mind thing because I have burned clothing with an iron before if I'm not careful, and a lot of the stuff that I wear for auditions contains synthetics, which means it does melt if you're not careful. (laughs) So I think it's totally worth it. I think it was like 15 bucks and the steamer is super easy to use and doesn't take up that much space. So I would say very worth it if you just get nervous about that kind of thing like I do. I'm really enjoying the visual of you just absolutely melting your clothes. (laughs) I did that with my college choir dress. Do you remember? I had to get a new one. (gasps) That's right. Oh, you know what? I don't even blame you, though. Those were like... I put a whole iron mark in it. Obviously synthetic and felt like plastic while on the body, so... <laughs> the other thing that's super great to have is humidifiers or nebulizers or the humidifier, which some of you know what that is, uh, which is like a little mask that helps you keep your vocal cords humidified. It definitely can help because a lot of hotels and obviously airplanes are like overly air conditioned. They're very, very dry for obvious reasons. It's it's better for sanitary stuff. Obviously, you want to keep your vocal cords hydrated. And one of the best ways to do that is to use one of these guys. A nebulizer is super handy because it doesn't have a heating element. You can't use a humidifier or anything like that on a plane because it's got a heating element to it. Humidifier also doesn't have a heating element because it is just a mask. But a nebulizer can be super helpful. The other thing that I've done before is I've used saline sinus spray, which I know is not uh, everybody's thing, but that also helped me keep, because I get really bad dry sinuses. So I I just sit there and I huff saline spray for a while. Um, But all of those things will help keep you hydrated so that you don't feel dried out when you get to your destination. Nope, I just ride it out like the dusty, crusty bean I am. Fair enough. I just have enough, like, <laughs> allergy and sinus problems that if I get too dry, like, I will start draining. Like, my sinuses will just start draining like crazy. So I try to be careful about it. Smart. <laughs> and here's uh, another big one that I see all the time. First of all, IDs. <laughs> Step Please, one. I know we have been in COVID. I cannot tell you as a person who works behind a bar how frustrating this is to me. A- and we- we've laxed the rules a lot because of covid But if you can, get your IDs up to date. I know that there have been a lot of states that have allowed people to not have to renew their IDs. If you're going to be flying, you just go renew your ID if you can. Do it online, do it however, but it's just going to be 9,000 times easier for you if you do not have an expired ID. There are a lot of issues with expired IDs. It's a lot of a pain for somebody to have to go and check, like, if your state allowed it so that can they allow it. Avoid the pain. Make sure your IDs are up to date. Always, always, always carry some cash with you when you travel because all the time we have cards that get locked out. I have gotten so many declined cards and it's always awkward for me because I walk up to the person and I was like, hey, your card declined. And for some people, it may be a money issue, but 99% of the time I'd say their bank didn't know they were traveling and therefore locked them out of their card because they're seeing a charge in another state. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you can go online and tell your bank or your credit card that you're traveling, a lot of them have an online option that allows you to put in travel dates. Super handy. But if that's not true and you're locked out for a little bit, you're going to want to have some cash on hand just to get you through that moment. So always, always carry some cash. It's just safer. Yep. And that's that's my little money rant. And honestly, carry a second form of ID on you if you can. Just once again extra safe in case something gets lost in case you drop it somewhere because if you get to the city you're going to and you lose your license like getting back on an airplane is going to be super annoying yep all right (laughs) we've officially gotten to the part where you will get messed up in security if you are not careful medications and toiletries so first of all the thing that you should never ever forget is that your medications have to be in the original bottle normally this is not an issue but if you're a person who like does those pill packages you're gonna need to do that when you get to your location because especially like if you're like me i take adderall for my adhd that is a class c drug it has to be in its original bottle uh, and you can get into an issue with tsa if they see it and they decide to be nitpicky about it so 
generally speaking, always put your prescribed medications in the original bottle. Second of all, always put your medications and toiletries in a waterproof bag. You will never, ever forgive yourself. And I have had this happen to me if this was not on an audition trip, just on a regular travel trip. But if your shampoo or something opens and gets all over everything, it will be such a pain to fix. So just waterproof bags, waterproof bags all around. And for toiletries and things, they do have to be in a clear plastic bag, but you can get those when you get like a travel size shampoo and all of that at like Walmart, Target, wherever. They all have clear plastic bags. They are all waterproof. Use them. <laughs> if you are traveling during the summer or spring or any time where you deal with seasonal allergies, make sure you bring your allergy medication. Even if your allergies are super mild, you never know that when like the place you're traveling to is going to trigger your allergies. For example, when I moved to Illinois, I had no idea that I would be so sensitive to corn pollen, but I learned. <laughs> corn pollen? So make sure you keep corn pollen. Corn pollen is the worst. And you know what Illinois is? Cornfields. It's all corn. <laughs> it is Chicago and a couple other cities and corn. The population is more corn than people. I talked to somebody today about, I don't even remember what's other, oh, South Dakota. South Dakota has a corn palace. Anyway, there's corn everywhere in the Midwest. That's all I'm saying. And the pollen for, from it is nasty. So just make sure you have your allergy medication with you and make sure you have all of your medications, like I said, in the original bottles. Yikes. And I will say this. Do not forget, if you are a person who uses medical marijuana, it is not federally legal to fly with it on planes. And while a lot of airports won't always stop you, some of them will. All states have different rules, and it's still not federally legalized. And finally, if you are a person who struggles with sleeping on planes, may I suggest bringing earplugs and an eye mask? This is also kind of helpful for hotels, because you never know when you're going to have a noisy next-door neighbor in a hotel, because almost every hotel has thin walls. But if you plan on sleeping on the plane... Eye mask is going to be a lifesaver because there is always that one person who's like, I really want to watch the sunrise. <laughs> so romantic. And that's rude of that one guy. Yeah, he's like, I just want to watch the sunrise. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you evil, evil man. Yeah, you will be so much happier if you bring an eye mask and you can just, you can bring the darkness with you. <laughs> Um, and then earplugs, because you never know when you've got a dog, a baby, whatever on your plane, and you're just going to be able to relax more. Or you can have, you know, headphones that have noise canceling, which is my personal choice. Headphones, obviously, lifesaver in general. And I would also say actually bringing one of those, like, neck pillows. If you got a neck pillow you really, really like, a huge lifesaver, hugely helpful for sleeping on planes. I have one that, like, wraps around twice so that your head doesn't really tilt that far over to lean on it. I love it. And I think that's a, that's about the end of my packing list. It sounds like a lot, but you'd be surprised by how much you can fit between a little carry-on and a backpack. So now that we've kind of covered the packing list, let me give you two quick pieces of advice for when you come through the airport as a person who has watched every possible mistake happen in the airport. We mentioned one of them earlier, which is <laughs> dress to go through security. Trust me, don't be that person that everyone hates because they, they have to unlace their like knee-high boots. Or they've got a giant belt buckle or you've got bracelets or you've got and I would say generally speaking try to avoid wearing super baggy clothing like if you want to wear a sweatshirt throw it in your backpack and then put it on after because as a person who loves to wear sweatshirts through the airport when I'm flying that is a guaranteed way to get a pat down they just have to because the the scanner can't see through your baggy clothing. So if you don't want to be patted down, throw the sweatshirt in your backpack and put it on later. The other thing I would 100% say is, is like, if you are thinking about eating in the airport, don't. <laughs> As a person who works in the airport in a restaurant, and it's not like a, a health or safety thing. Our food is fine and it is safe to eat and all of that. But like, it's just not really worth the cost. I would say for me, I always go to Target. Target has great like travel size snacks and I always load up before I do any trip. They're like $1 each as opposed to paying $10 for a sandwich. So unless you get delayed and you have to eat in the airport, I would generally say just wait until you get to where you're going and just pack snacks in your bag. Bring that portable water bottle, you know. But if you want to, like every once in a while after I finish a good or a bad audition, I'll celebrate by getting a drink on my flight home. So it's up to you, but I would say, generally speaking, save the money, spend it on more important things, and buy some snacks before you get on oh, the plane. 
That's like such a pet peeve of mine is when you go and you're like, man, I'm thirsty and kind of hungry. Just rookie mistake. And then you're like, it's fine. I'll just get a water bottle and like a little bag of chips. And then it comes out to like $15. Yeah. And you're like, why is this Dasani water bottle like $6? (laughs) Someone make it make sense. And also, like, if the price is not written out, do not be afraid to ask. Just ask straight up like, oh, how much is this going to cost? Or if you're buying a drink, because a lot of times we do not list our alcohol prices, ask. Ask, ask, ask. We will tell you. Don't worry. We wish it was written on the page too. But also, ask how long it's going to take for your food to come out. Because if you think you're going to grab something quickly in like 10 minutes, sometimes our kitchen is super backed up today. This is taking 20, 25 minutes for food to come out. And for some people, that was the difference between getting their food or having to run without it. Right. Yeah. So always ask how long it's going to take. Always ask how much it's going to cost if it's not written out for you. But like I said, generally speaking, bring whatever it is with you (laughs) because it's just cheaper and honestly, probably better. (laughs) And if you want coffee at the airport... you are going to be in line for a while. It doesn't matter how early or how not busy the airport. I have never seen less than a 30-minute line at the Starbucks in our airport. So just be aware. You might want to drink coffee at home or wait until you get where you're going. See, that's what I don't understand. Like, aren't you people supposed to be on a plane? What I love, though, is there's one guy... There's one guy who was drinking the coffee in our restaurant. And a coffee in our restaurant is basically the same quality you would get in like a hotel. You know, it's like the little baggie they give you in the hotel with the coffee maker. Yeah. Um, and that man, he took this hot coffee and he just dumped ice in it and he chugged it. And that man's my hero. That was a great piece of advice, though, because our coffee, our coffee does come blazing lava hot. So just dump some ice in it, chug it and go like a champion iconic i told him i was gonna put that tip in our in our travel episode so if you're still listening sir thank you for that <laughs> advice oh my shout out i love that thank you sir i was also gonna say in terms of like we talked about packing i just talked about dressing and everything for the for travel if you carry any kind of safety device with you especially pepper spray make sure you take it out of your purse before you go to the airport I went through TSA like six times with pepper spray. And the only time, and this was not when I was working at the airport. This was flying back and forth from California. Just trying to spice things up a little bit. (laughs) But I had pepper spray attached. Yeah, truly trying to get spicy on the plane. I, I had it attached. But you know what? The only time they confiscated it, you know what I had actually gotten pulled to the side for? Hmm. Coins. Again. I had a coin purse. The coin purse set off the thing. And they were like, oh, no, it was just your coins. They were like, oh, it was just your change purse that set it off. But you also can't have that pepper spray. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) Sorry. Amazing. Um, But make sure you take anything like that out of your purse before you travel. Because I know I forgot. Oops. I've I've never been as suspect as I have been with coins. Truly just... really freaking the people out with that little coin purse ears. <laughs> All of my quarters are so suspicious. I've been to an airport b- before, though, where the TSA had a sign that was like, be back in 15. Also very small. <laughs> airport, what? Which is definitely the funniest. I'll I'll post that. Uh, I'll post the sign from the airport where it said security will be back in 15 minutes on our story today. That just sounds so wrong. <laughs> that is just... Shout out to Champagne <laughs> Airport. In my mind, that is not possible. Or the time that, like, Boston Airport Boston Airport confiscated my yogurt. How dare they, honestly? <laughs> anyway. So, once again, six times through the airport with, uh, with pepper spray. But <laughs> yogurt and coins, deadly. Armed and dangerous. Um, let's do a very quick rundown of our airlines. Because not all airlines are created equal. And everyone has their own preferences. And everyone's had a bad experience with different airlines. But these are some just general information about each airline. So that you can kind of get an idea of what your best options may be. So first of all, we've got Delta. And Delta is an airline that is kind of known for being a nightmare. (laughs) Like, if you've ever heard John Mulaney's little sketch on it, like, it's well known that Delta is not necessarily the most flexible of airlines. Their cheapest tickets are basic economy, which you cannot choose a seat. It does include a free carry-on, though, and a personal item, but you board last, so there's not a guarantee that you won't have to gate check your bag. And the other thing is you can't change, you can't make any changes to your trip under any circumstances. So you can't even, like, pay a fee to change it, which means that you just lose the whole value of your ticket if you end up having to change your flights. So I would never, ever use Delta if you're not sure about your travel dates. Yeah, that's a hard no-go. 
I'm stressed because I'm actually flying Delta for this next flight I'm going to be on, and it's fine. Like, the dates are set in stone. <laughs> There's no reason that anything should have to change. But I actually did not know that prior to booking the ticket, so. Right. It's good to know. That's why it's important to know if you have change fees. Then you've got United. Now, United also has a basic economy option, which does not allow you to choose a seat. And you should know that they do not have a carry-on for basic economy in United, which I didn't know before I went on and I was looking at this because I don't fly United very often, which means that if you need a carry-on and you are flying on their cheapest ticket, then a checked bag is going to probably cost you about $120 round trip, which is a lot of money. And then upgrading to the next seat option might also cost you about $120. So the question is, what do you do if you actually need to bring a checked bag? In which case, you might want to either look at another airline or just upgrade to the next option instead of basic economy in order to get the free checked bag. They do have a frequent flyer program, though, that will allow you to use a checked bag, I believe, at a certain amount. But the big thing to know about United is they have a $200 cancellation fee. What? Which is insane. I don't understand why it costs money to not be on a flight. Yeah. No, $200 cancellation fee. Absolutely bonkers. But their planes do have snacks. So there's that. <laughs> well, that's all you had to say. It doesn't matter. I'll pay the $200. Um, that $200 cancellation fee. But when you do eventually get that flight, you can't have snacks. Got to really weigh the pros and cons here. Next up, we have American, which is, I feel like, generally unproblematic. Um uh they do yeah american is like the true neutral very very neutral they allow you a carry-on and seat selection with the cheapest ticket there are no change fees you might have to double check that based on your ticket but i think i've usually booked their cheaper tickets and i've never been charged in the very few times i've had to change and you get snacks not all of their planes have like the little media consoles, but I feel like I've been flying American for years and their rewards program is pretty decent and I've never really had much of a problem with them. Nothing really um, to complain about. I will say though, on average, American flights kind of at ideal flight times tend to be a little bit more expensive than some other airlines. So the cost may be a little bit steeper depending but I almost always book my flights over a month in advance. And if you at all like get accepted to a summer program and you know you're going to be flying in like several months, then American is usually really cheap if you're looking even like two months out. It's often cheaper than other airlines. So check it out. Yeah. So as we've said, American, a nice neutral option that does not have as insane uh, fees. <laughs> okay. So now on to an airline that I think it's maligned quite a bit. I have always flown, not always, I've flown Southwest a lot, and I actually think they're great. Their base tickets are more expensive, but they include a lot of things, because their cheapest fare includes free, two free checked bags, which you may not need for the kind of travel we do for auditions, but it's nice to have the option. Like, that's unheard of. Well, that's of. nice if you're going to be doing, like, a residency, or going to be, like, basically moving for somewhere. So that's actually really, really good knowledge. Oh my gosh, yeah. If you're going somewhere to like actually spend time there, if you're going to be there for a season for a yap or something, absolutely fly Southwest. While you are booking, you can do priority boarding, which costs like $15. It costs $40, I think, if you do it when you get to the airport. But if you do it while you're booking your ticket, it costs 15 bucks. And priority boarding is super helpful because the thing that gets a lot of people about Southwest is that you don't get seat selection. Now, most of these cheaper tickets don't involve seat selection without a fee anyway, but there is no seat selection on Southwest, so it is as you board the plane, you choose your seats, which doesn't matter too much to me because I am, generally speaking, kind of a small human. You may actually uh, have an issue with that because you may want to have the peace of mind of knowing exactly where you're going to sit or if you're a person who needs an aisle or needs a window seat. So that can be a deal breaker for a lot of people. But generally speaking, I've had really good uh, interactions with Southwest because the other thing is they don't have cancellation fees and they don't have change fees. I traveling through the joyful place that is downtown L.A., I have been late to LAX and I have missed a flight and Southwest will just rebook you on the next flight. No hassle. They're super nice about it. Took like 10 minutes to deal with. And on the plane, like I've never had a bad interaction with someone who worked for Southwest. Truly. Like, <laughs> I think they are the least stressful people to fly with. But like I said, I know for a lot of people, the lack of seat selection is like a big no-go. They're not fancy. They don't have a lot of differences between their seat options. All of their seats are pretty much equal. 
but they also have snacks. In, in case you haven't caught on, that is the litmus test that we are <laughs> that we're using. Yeah, we we got we're like fees, fees, snacks, fees, though? snacks. But also, I they don't have onboard entertainment in the same way that a lot of these do in terms of like that seat back monitor. So if you're on a longer flight, you will have to bring your own entertainment. But I think generally, a lot of people do that anyway. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my pitch for Southwest, who have been very good to me over the years. My BFF Southwest <laughs> and my BFF American. And finally, we have Spirit. Spirit, the cheapest you can get. And that's true. Like the nice thing about Spirit is if you have a last minute flight, they are probably going to be your cheapest option. But the problem is that that can come with a lot of fees that you don't consider beforehand. The thing is, like, everything on Spirit is, like, essentially made a la carte. You get individual things. So if you need a carry-on, that's going to be an extra fee. If you want to get a seat selection, that's an extra fee. If you want to check in early, that's an extra fee. If you want food, they don't have it. <laughs> um. The only airline on our list that has no snacks. Not a single morsel of snacks. No snacks. Important uh, to know. But that's the thing. Like, if you are just going to be traveling with a backpack and you're going to be in and out of a city within a day, Spirit might be your best option. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be easy. I think there's like a $30 upcharge if you want to go from their basic to their next level, uh, which I think has like a slightly comfier seat. But Spirit can be a really good option. So don't be deterred by that if you are traveling like super lightly. But you should know that there are a lot of hidden fees. And that's the thing that you're really going to have to assess is like, how much am I traveling with? Are my, do my dates need to be flexible? Do I need to be able to change the last second? You know, some of these airlines don't always fly to in and out of cities as conveniently as other ones. So make sure you take your time to really assess which one is going to serve you best on your trip. I don't know, man. No snacks is pretty rough. (laughs) What am I supposed to do with my pretzels and or biscotti? How am I supposed to go on? Except for I will say that times that I've flown like longer American flights, they have these like absolutely magical, like, I don't even know. I think they're called pops or something. They're like little corn chips, but they're slightly sweet and salty. And I really actually need to find these in the store because they're so good for literally no reason. So (laughs) a ranking of airline snacks. Well, can we also just say how insane it is that like, Peanuts, not so much anymore, but used to be such a common airline snack with how many people are allergic to them. Like they would just hand out this major allergen on a plane. So true. Like what a wild choice. All right. And finally, just some last little tips to save some money. If you can join a hotel or an airline loyalty program, Hyatt has them, Marriott has them, Holiday Inn I'm sure has them. Every airline certainly has them. It will save you a lot of money in the long term. The only downside is, of course, that you benefit only by booking with those people. So you're definitely going to want to use the one that most often travels to the places that you are going or is more prevalent in the cities you're used to traveling to. But you can. I I have gotten hotel rooms and flights with points many, many times. It can be a great way to save money. Yeah, I feel like in recent years with the rise of Airbnb hotels, at least in people in our age range, kind of like automatically assume a hotel is always going to be more expensive than an airbnb and that may be true sometimes but i would definitely still check and see the price difference between an airbnb and a hotel because airbnb in some major cities are becoming just as expensive if not more expensive as staying in a decent hotel so definitely weigh your options so true and yeah it's it's getting and like cleaning fees especially coming out of covid are like double just automatically double the cost to stay in an airbnb and also if you are traveling a lot i always feel like when christmas or like birthday or different like things come up i always try to think of things that i can ask that will like help out my future self in addition to the whatever other things i want so you might want to consider asking for airbnb gift cards for holidays and birthdays because not only can you use them when you have an audition or you're traveling for music and work but you can also you know get fun trips out of it so just something to keep on your radar that you might not always be thinking of when you're like hmm, what do i want for christmas the other thing you might want to check out is travel credit cards travel credit cards are really beneficial now first of all obviously a lot of the benefit of a travel credit card often to get those points early on you have to spend a certain amount of money the card that i just applied for i think you have to spend like four thousand dollars in three months 
it goes without saying that if you're going to do something like that and try and get the benefits, you're going to want to have that money on hand beforehand because we are not racking up credit card debt today. That's not a thing you want to do. But if you have the option to do something like that, you can get a lot, a lot, a lot of little travel points up front. You also get like a certain amount of money back for every flight you book through that credit card. And you can also get free, I think the one that I have right now has like free uh, rental car insurance, travel insurance. So if I get stuck in another city, I can be reimbursed up to like $400 for my hotels and things if my flight got canceled. Travel insurance for your flights so that you can get paid back. If you do book a non-refundable flight, you can get paid back through the credit card. There are lots of really nice benefits to getting these travel credit cards, uh, and they can allow you a lot of safety in ways that airlines and other things cannot guarantee you. A lot of times you get points back for on things like Lyft or Uber. I know, Once again, the one I just got has like a year-long DoorDash pass. Lots of fun benefits to these travel credit cards if you are flying often enough to use them. If you are only traveling, though, once or twice a year, I would say just avoid having the credit card to begin with because credit cards obviously can cause problems. So be careful with them. But there are a lot of benefits. And if you want to know more about travel credit cards, we were going to do a section on it. But the reality is there's a website run by a person called The Points Guy. And anything I tell you would have come from that site because that's where I went when I was deciding on which one to get. So go check out their website. It's full of information and comparisons and what will be right for you. Yeah, so I think that's just about our basic rundown of how to travel and how to do it better and more cheaply. Obviously, everyone has a different experience with their travel stuff, but these are definitely the things I've learned from traveling and from working in an airport. And it just helps to always be prepared. But if you have any other questions or tips or advice that you have for us about travel or that you'd like us to share or maybe questions you'd like us to answer, you can definitely reach us through our Facebook, our Twitter, or our Instagram, which are at Opera Offstage. You can also come and ask questions on the Discord. I'll be happy to answer them there, which you can get to through our Instagram bio. Yeah, definitely reach out to us. Um, We have some Instagram story polls going on right now. Let us know which airlines you prefer, you know, if you use a travel credit card how you're liking it what your must-have item is for when you're traveling so we can kind of group together all this information and make traveling more enjoyable for everyone yeah so anyway hit us up let let us know what you think and we will see you guys next week bye bye